For your mercy never fails me All my days I've been held in your hand From the moment that I wake up Until I lay my head Oh, I will sing Of the goodness of God That you have qualified us to see the end of another year we thank you that you have been our provider you have been our shield you have been our defender we thank you that you have been our father we thank you that you have given us wisdom knowledge and understanding even in this year we thank you for a broken and a contrite heart we thank you for the release of power we thank you for your grace your mercies and your favor father we do not get complacent and do not grow weary in giving you praise father we pray committing our last discussion for the year 2021 into your hands father we pray and may christ alone be exalted in our discussion tonight in the name of our lord jesus amen wow 31st december 2021 god has really been so good god has really been there for us indeed he has said that he will never leave us nor forsake us. And indeed, he didn't just say it, but he did it. And I'm sure by now, most of us are sleeping or about waking up to go for our 31st night um, service, crossover, takeover, or crossover for new beginnings. Or <laughs> However, your church themes this year's crossover. And we also want to end this year with a podcast with title, Be Left Alone be left alone ideally this should have come somewhere last week so that the lessons that we will learn from tonight's study we can apply it but we are still in a transition period between ending the year and beginning the new year and our scripture is from genesis chapter 32 we'll be looking at the whole chapter but let's just go to where the verse of interest is then we'll peruse the whole chapter again genesis 32 the verse 24 and i read and jacob was left alone and there wrestled a man with him until the breaking of the day. Genesis 32 verse 24. And Jacob was left alone, and there wrestled a man with him until the breaking of the day. Well, I think it's a nice memory verse that we can have. That's Genesis chapter 32, at least our last memory verse for the year 2021. Genesis chapter 32 verse 24. And Jacob was left alone, and there wrestled a man with him until the breaking of the day. That's where our title is from, that be left alone. But we want to look at the context of what happened here, and that's what we want to build on. So we'll be looking at the whole chapter of Genesis chapter 32. So kindly take your your notebooks and your Bibles, whether electronic or in print, and let's go. We are starting from Genesis chapter 32, and I want us to be noting, I'll be drawing our mind to certain things I want us to take note of for us to better appreciate what happened in the verse 24. And I read. So now, just before that, you know, this is the story where Jacob had left labor and he was, I think, about 20 years time after he ran away. He was stole his brother's birthright and he came to the point when he was in labor that he has to come back home regardless of the experience that he left home with. Now, God has established him. He had two beautiful wives. He had children and he had a lot of property. And I just love reading the scripture. One part I love was when 
he was leaving his father's house. Jacob himself said that I left or I crossed the river Jordan with only a staff, but he returned with two companies. But that's my photo. So now Jacob was at a turning point in his life. He came to the realization that whether he likes it or not, staying with Laban is not his final destination. He knew that the final destination was home. There is no place like home. But he also realized that he left home not in the best of conditions. And there's a battle that he escaped, but the battle is still waiting for him. So let's look at what happened in Genesis chapter 2. So now he's returning back home. And the Bible says that, and Jacob went on his way, and the angels of God met him. This is the first thing I want to take note of. He had an angelic visitation or an angelic encounter. And when Jacob saw them, he said, this is God's host. And he called the name of the place Mahania. And Jacob sent messengers before him to Esau, his brother, unto the land of Seir, the country of Edom. And he commanded them, saying, thou shalt speak unto my lord Esau. <laughs> I like the way Jacob was being diplomatic. And I think one day we do a study about Jacob. Because if you know the promise or the blessing that was pronounced upon Jacob, you will know that Jacob was the Lord over Esau. But Jacob would be a very good politician. So look at the way he's referring to Esau. He's saying, my Lord Esau. <laughs> Thy servant Jacob. So now he's referring to himself as a servant. My servant Jacob said thus, I have sojourned with Laban and stayed there up until now. I have oxen and asses flocks and maid servants and women servants. I have sent to tell my Lord that I may find grace in his sight. And the messengers returned to Jacob saying, We came to thy brother Esau, and he also came to meet thee with 400 men with him. Is this something very interesting about the power of communication? Jacob sent his servants to go and tell his brother Esau that he has been with Laban for so many years, actually 20 years, and now he's returning, by returning with these properties. And when Jacob, when Esau heard the message, Esau decided to meet Jacob halfway. So Jacob doesn't know the state at which Esau is coming, whether Esau is happy to see him or Esau is angry to see him, so he's confused. But the only thing that the messengers brought was that he is coming with 400 men. So in the Bible, does not give us the mood at which Esau received the message. And that's why for me, for I always tell people that tell me if you are getting to know somebody, don't do it over the phone. <laughs> this is a little dessert. Because communication in person cannot be compared to communication over the phone. Because communication over the phone, you don't know the person's facial expression. You don't know the person's mood, the person's mood, the person's donation. And all these things give you information about the person. So this phone, phone, this electronic and social media generation. Please be aware. <laughs> so this was the same dilemma Jacob was in. He didn't know how Esau received the message. All he knew was that Esau was coming with 400 men. But this is how Jacob, because of what his past was with Esau, this is how he decided to receive the information. Now we are in the verse 7. Then Jacob was greatly afraid and distressed, and he divided the people that was with him and the flocks and the heads and the camels into two bands. And he said, If Esau comes unto one company and smite them, and the other company which is left shall escape. And Jacob said, O God of my father Abraham and of my father Isaac, the Lord said unto me, 
return unto thy country, thy kingdom, and I will deal well with thee. I am not worthy of the least of thy mercies, and of all the truth which thou hast shown unto thy servant. For with my staff I pass over Jordan, and thou I become two bands. Deliver me, I pray thee. So let's take note of this. Jacob is praying. Remember the verse 1. Jacob had angelic encounters. And now in the verse 11, we are told that Jacob is praying. So now he divided his all his companies into two and he's taking one ahead of the other. So that if Esau smites that one, the second company can escape. Because he doesn't know the mood in which Esau is receiving him. But then as he's preparing to divide his company, there he prays. And that's where he ended in the verse 12. Now the verse 13. And he lodged there that same night and took that which came to his hand, a present for Esau, his brother. Another thing we should take note. He had a seed that he was going to sow <laughs> if it was um, in our time. But he had a present for Esau. So remember verse 1, he had angelic encounters. Verse 11, he prayed. Verse um, 13, he was preparing a present for Jacob. 200, and he gives us the list of the things he prepared. Now verse 17, he commanded the firstborn saying, When Esau my brother meets thee and asks thee, Who art thou and where thou goest? And whose are these before thee? Then thou shalt say, they be thy servant Jacob. It is a present sent unto my Lord Esau, and behold, he is behind us. And so commanded he the second and the third, and all that followed the dove, saying, On this manner ye shall speak unto Esau. So you can imagine look at the quantum of gift or gifts Jacob was preparing for Esau. But at the back of his mind, he was doing it to appease the anger of 20 years ago. But now let's look at the verse 20. And he said, Moreover, behold, thy servant Jacob is behind us. For he has said, I will appease him and with the present that goeth before me. And afterward, I will see his face. Peradventure, he will accept me. Now, the verse 21. So when so went the present over before him, and he lodged that night in the company. Take note. So he sent the presents to go ahead of him. But that night, he decided to stay behind with his family. Now let's take us to the verse 22. And he arose up that night and took his two wives and his two mates servants and his eleven sons and passed them over the fourth of Jacob. And he took them and sent them over the brook and sent over that he had. Now to our scripture, verse 24. And Jacob was left alone and then wrestled a man with him until the breaking of the day. I'm not sure we'll be able to exhaust, be left alone in one episode. So it's likely that it will be a two-part episode. Ideally, it should have been squeezed into one part. But we really want us to understand and appreciate what we are studying. So in the new year, you continue to be left alone, part two. So these are the things that I want us to note. Is that Jacob had three keys in the kingdom, if I should, <laughs> if I should use. Angelic visitation is a key in the kingdom. Prayer is a key in the kingdom. Sowing seeds or giving gifts of honor is a key in the kingdom. But Jacob, for some strange reason, knew all these three keys were not sufficient enough. Didn't give him the required confidence and the required mindset to face Esau. Now, we should appreciate how crucial this meeting is for Jacob. Because this meeting can make all his 20 years of effort a waste. Because if Esau is not at peace with Jacob, 
all that he had gone through for 20 years and more would have been a waste. All the blessings he had stolen from Esau, running away, abandoning family, and staying under torture of a wicked uncle, of an unjust uncle, would have been a waste. So this was a defining moment for Jacob. And Jacob was well aware of what this moment or this meeting with Esau was. So he was not willing to take any chance with it. That's why Jacob was so uneased and so perturbed about meeting Esau. But the thing is this, despite his angelic visitations or encounters, it did not seem to bring him a peace. Despite the prayer he prayed, he still did not feel adequate enough. Despite preparing a seed, he knew that something is missing. And the last card he decided to play was to be left alone. You remember that after he had prepared his presence, he was still with his wife and kids. And the Bible gives us the details that his two wives, two maidservants, and eleven sons were still with him. But the Bible said at night he arose and he took them to the other side of the river or the Jordan. And he came back and he was left alone. Immediately he was left alone. There wrestled a man with him. Beloved, you must appreciate there must come a time in your life where you must live in the full consciousness that there is a call of God upon your life. You must decide that turning point in your life. And that turning point and delicate encounters is not enough to crystallize the convictions and the call of God in your heart. Prayers are not enough. Seed sowing and honoring men of God are not enough. God needs you alone. That is why having periods of being left alone with God is not negotiable in this Christian work. You see, it is like marriage. I, I don't know if I'm right, but I heard that until after you prepare or you go through the ceremony and in Ghana, you basically marry twice. <laughs> we have the traditional marriage, as we like to call it, and the white wedding or the church ceremony. But I'm told that even after the wedding, if the couples do not sleep together, the marriage has not been consummated. So I don't know if I'm right, but if they don't sleep together for some strange reason, <laughs> the marriage is still not seen as a done deal. There must be a point in that ceremony, if I should put it, where you and your spouse must be left alone to consummate the day. I know I have presented you to my family and you have presented me to your family. I know we have given gifts, we have exchanged vows in the presence of God and in witness. We have signed some documents. We have whatever shown our, our, our affection, either with a hug or a kiss or a handshake. But regardless of all these rituals, there needs to be a period where the two of you are left alone. There is something that must take place and that thing can only take place when the two of you are left alone. The married vows are not enough. The exchanging of gifts are not enough. Seeing parents are not enough. You and your spouse must be left alone. So it is interesting that when Jacob had the angelic encounters, he knew it was not enough. Even though Jacob prayed, he knew it was not enough. Even though he prepared a fat offering and unrevealed, the offering that Jacob prayed, it doesn't just provoke the heavens, it shakes the heavens. <laughs> but for some reason, 
as he was sleeping, he knew that no, he must take his family and his children. Everybody must go. He needs that one aloneness with God. And you see, every believer must have such period in his life where you are left alone with God. Because there is something that takes place during that season of your life that cannot take place any other way. There is something that happens between a man and a woman, between a husband and a wife, that no matter how close you are to your father, your father cannot be present. No matter how close you are with your mother, your mother cannot be present in that inner chambers. No matter how close or how close you are with your best friend, that room on your wedding night or after your wedding is just the two of you. And something must take place that can only take place when the two of you are left alone. This is our word for you, even as we are ending the year 2021. You must come to the realization that there is more to your life. You see, Jacob knew that in as much as he was blessed, staying with labor is not the call. Staying with labor is not a blessing. As long as he was with labor, he cannot leave out the full potential of the practical blessing he was carrying. And he knew if he goes to dwell in any other land, aside from the land of his fathers, it will not be complete enough. He needed to return back home and he needed to make peace with Esau. And you see, we must appreciate this in our life. There must come a time in our life where we must contend to see the will of God for our lives. That reason why God qualified us for life must be met. We must have that period. We all need a miracle. And you see, a miracle is not because maybe you are poor or you are single or you are sick. No, a miracle is because you know that your life, there is more to your life than what you are experiencing. Jacob was blessed, but he knew that regardless of the blessing that was upon his head, as long as he was not in his father's land, as long as he did not have peace with Esau, the blessing is still incomplete. You see, your life may be very good. You may be blessed with a beautiful wife, a sweet marriage. You may be blessed with lovely kids, an excellent job. That is not the blessing. That is not the blessing. That is not the full package. And Jacob knew this thing. And Jacob knew that he needed a certain alone time with the one who brought him to this earth to stretch out certain things with him before he could begin a new season that would lead to the consummation of the will of God for his life. You must be left alone. You must come to that point where you must sit down and realize that there is more to your life than there you are living. You must come to the point where you must be deliberate and ask yourself exactly what am I here to do. Such answers and such convictions do not come in public. Such encounters and such crystallizing experiences do not come in the midst of people. Those things can only come when you are left alone. So the Bible says in the verse 24, immediately Jacob was left alone, there appeared a man who wrestled with him. So the man who that man was, was waiting for Jacob to be left alone. Even if Jacob had taken his sons and his 
and his maidservant, and he has still remained with his two wives, he won't have that encounter. You see, that encounter is a personal encounter. So Jesus himself said that, strive to enter into the kingdom. You see, you must make every effort. And I think that scripture can be found in Luke chapter 13, verse 24. Jesus said, strive to enter the kingdom. You see, you must pay the price for whichever call God has upon your life. But you see, the issue is that it is scary to be left alone. And that's why I keep saying, that's what Corona made many of us to realize. So many of us realize how some way it is to be left alone. So we started finding all sorts of ways of connecting with other people. That is why prison is punishment. Because when you are in prison, you are left alone all by yourself. Was in a cell or in a building. And then you face reality. And in the same way, in our Christian work, you must make every effort to be left alone with God. And at least every year, you must have such periods, such prolonged periods where you are left alone. And that is what Jacob did. You see, you may be having angelic encounters during the year. You may be having powerful prayer sessions during the year. You may be sowing powerful seeds and moving the heavens during the year. But none of these is a substitute for being left alone with Jacob and with God. And this is what Jacob knew. That is why having a personal retreat where you sit down with God and ask God, what exactly am I doing here? What exactly have you given to me? And what exactly have you called me to do? There must be a season where you must be left alone. So let's see what happened. That's the verse 24. So let's take on the verse 24. And Jacob was left alone, and there wrestled a man with him until the breaking of the day. So where is this man? Who is this man? That's all we are focusing on. But the issue was that this man was somewhere <laughs> just waiting for him to be left alone. You see, we always say this that we are waiting on God. But most of the time, God is the one waiting on us. In as much as God has his times and his seasons for doing things, most often than not, it's not because God has delayed in moving. It's not because God's time is way back. But it's because we are not meeting the requirement to enjoy the blessing of the season. If Jacob was not left alone, there was no way that this man would wrestle with him. So I know this message is on the 31st of December 2021. But whether it's at the end of the year or even as you are beginning this year, honey, have a period. Have a prolonged period. And when I mean a period, I don't mean 30 minutes. I don't mean one hour. Have a prolonged period where you are left alone. And alone means alone. <laughs> alone means alone. And immediately God sees that you are left alone. There is when the wrestling would start. And the Bible said that when he was left alone, a man came to wrestle with him. And this brings me back to the days of Jesus in Gethsemane. I'm sure it was not by coincidence that Peter, James, and John fell asleep. It was when Jesus was left alone 
that he began to wrestle with his flesh. And for the first time, he really appreciated the gravity of the cross that was waiting for him. And for some, bi- for some strange biochemical reaction, his sweat turned into blood. One of the atmospheres of being left alone is that there is when it's a period of wrestling. How would you know you are left alone? There must be a wrestle between your will and the will of God for your life. There must be a breaking of yourself. There must be a period where your flesh would literally go against the will of God. And if you don't have such moments in your life, during your period of left alone, the encounter has not yet started. So the characteristics of being left alone is that there must be a wrestling. And the Bible tells us in the verse 24 that the wrestle happened until the breaking of the day. It is not a five minutes wrestling match. It is not a 30 minutes wrestling match. It's not a one-hour wrestling match. It's the breaking of the day wrestling match. And in verse 25, And when he saw that he prevailed not against him, he touched the hollow of his thigh, and the hollow of Jacob's thigh was out of joint as he wrestled with him. Verse 26, And he said, Let me go, <laughs> for the day breaketh. And he said, I will not let thee go, except thou bless me. Now, this Jacob man is very strange. I don't know how I'll be alone and somebody will come and wrestle with me. Somebody is fighting with me. And when he realized that he's not winning the fight, he has struck me. That means he has hit <laughs> like a boxing. You know boxing, there are rules of boxing. You don't hit below the belt. This guy has literally broken the rules. And for some strange reason, this is the man you are asking to bless you. And you see, this takes us back to our last episode the unusual in the usual. You see, Jacob noticed that there must be something unusual about this man that is wrestling with me. And I know many of us are focused on what is the nature of the wrestle. Is the person really God or an angel? That is not our focus. Our focus is that there was a wrestling that was taking place. But Jacob, for some strange reason, knew that whoever was he was wrestling with, that person was worth him blessing his life. You see, you must contend for the blessings of things. I hope by now we appreciate from last episode that when we are talking about the blessings of God, we are not talking about money. And take note, Jacob was a man who was already blessed by Abraham. Jacob was already blessed because when he deceived his father, Abraham pronounced the blessing on him. That's why I said that there must come a point in your life where you must know that even though you may be enjoying the best of life, there is more to your life than what you are seeing. And until you get to that turning point where you know that you need to live out the full potential of the call of God, that hunger, that drive is what to push you into being left alone. You see, you must come to realize that you cannot be living a routine life. A year comes, a year goes. A day comes, a day goes. A month comes, a month goes. The only thing you are doing is wishing people a happy birthday, wishing people a wonderful month, but your life is not changing drastically. There must come a point in your life where you must contend for a change. We are all blessed in Christ Jesus. Jacob was blessed, but he knew that there is something else. There has to be more. And that was what he was contending for. 
So even though this strange person came to fight with him, Jacob was sensitive enough to know that whoever I'm fighting with is greater than I am. Because in Hebrews he tells us, for the lesser is blessed of the greater. So Jacob was able to detect the unusual in the usual and he asked for a blessing. And it's interesting what the man or the person said. He said, what is thy name? And he said, Jacob. This is a very interesting question. I wonder why this person would ask, what is your name? Now, I told you the first thing that happens when you are left alone is that there must be a wrestle. There must be a point in your left alone season when you must wrestle with your flesh. And we'll talk more about it hopefully in part two. And the second thing is that the angel, oh sorry, the person, the man, the being, asked him that, what is your name? And he answered, my name is Jacob. I think we were doing in the garden, I made the statement that God does not ask questions because he doesn't know the answers to. He asks the question because we do not know the answers to one, or we are not conscious of the answer we give, or the answer that we know in our brains or mentally. So he said that my name is Jacob, and I'm sure by now we all know that Jacob means supplanter, it means deceiver, it means a cheat. And you know, his name was gotten because when his mother was pushing forth and he came, he was holding on to the heels of, of his brother Esau. He was trying to overtake, supplant, or cheat Jacob. Now, Jacob, even though he knew that there was a blessing over his life, he knew that there was a bat in his life. You see, it always reminds me of the general of the Syrian army. He said that and this man, he was a blessed man, but he was leprous. So Jacob knew that he carried the blessings of Abraham, but he was still aware that there's a contention over his life. And when this being asked him for his name, he was truthful enough to say that I am a supplanter, I am a cheat, I am a betrayer, I'm a dishonest person, even though I carry a blessing. The second important requirement for our season of being left alone is honesty. You see, you can so believe a lie that to you it becomes truth. And I've said it before that there is no problem. In fact, there's a problem, but it's not a big problem relatively to lie to people. But the greatest lie is when you lie to yourself. And in the period of when you are left alone, these are the two things you will need. You will need to go through a period of wrestling and a period of honesty. And it's because of your honesty that is why you will wrestle. You must sit down and look at your life in an honest view that are you living out the purposes of God for yourself. This is why in the beginning of the year, our first prayer topic is that we will lay aside all naughtiness and superfluity of naughtiness and receive with meekness the engrafted word of God. It will amaze you to know how bad you are. Sometimes we give ourselves so much credit. That is why we don't wrestle when we are alone. Because for many of us, we think we are respectful. For many of us, we think we are loving. For many of us, we think we are good. You know, recently I was watching a movie, a series, and there was this um, criminal, a hard criminal. He was in jail. And when he was going to prison, he made a deal with the police also who caught him, the FBI agent, that I will give you this information, blah, blah, blah. But there are two things, but there's one thing I want you to do, that you give protection to my wife and to my children. And it's just interesting how this heartless person who has destroyed the lives of many people, 
who is a murderer and a serial killer, still had a certain deep compassion for his wife and his kids. And the reason we met for the other episode, it was because his wife and his kids were murdered. So because of that, he sent out um, an assassin to kill the FBI agents who were supposed to kill him. And when the FBI agent found out, it was this guy who sent out the, the command. They went to him that, ah, why are you trying to kill us? He said that because my wife and my children are dead. So even this guy was a heartless killer. He had a certain deep, genuine, in quotes, compassion and love for his wife and his children. And it's for many of us, that's the way we are. That is why we are not honestly able to evaluate and judge ourselves if really we are doing the will of God. Maybe you claim you are called to be a prayer person. And for you, when you look at your life, you have been praying one hour every day. So for you, you are on the path, you are on the highway to striving for the kingdom. That is why you are not wrestling with yourself. But I told you that the two atmospheres or the two conditions that are a must in being left alone is that there is a period of wrestling, it's a period of tears, it's a period of brokenness, it's a period where your sweat turns to blood, it's a period of agonizing. And that can only take place when you are honest with yourself and with God. So Paul tells us, in 1 Corinthians 11, verse 31, that he whoever judges himself shall not be judged. In the period of being left alone, is a period where you must judge yourself. You must not be a lawyer. So when the person asks him that, what is your identity? What is your name? What are you known for? What represents you? Jacob was honest in knowing that, ah, I am a cheat. I am a supplanter. I am a dishonest man. You see, look at Jacob. If I was Jacob, I would have given this response. I would have told this man that I am a blessed man. In fact, I rather worked for Liban who was cheating me. I rather worked for somebody who changed my salary 10 times. I rather worked for a man who promised me this daughter, but rather gave me that daughter. Jacob could have given him various identities, but he came out and said, I am Jacob. And immediately he gave that answer. Then the man said that, ah, and he said, Thy name shall no more be Jacob, but Israel. For as a prince, thou hast power with God and with men, and hast prevailed. What power did Jacob have? The power of honesty. You see, that is why salvation always comes with honesty. Because in salvation, you must understand and come to a genuine conclusion that you are a sinner and that you need help. You see, that's why some people are so adamant to accepting the call of salvation. Because before their very eyes, what have they done wrong? You just came to me and told me that Adam, a man called Adam and a woman called Eve, they were living in a garden and they had done sin. Me and me, I don't this, I don't, I don't, I'm not sinful. I have only one woman. I take care of her. I am an honest worker. I am being, and you are telling me I am a sinner. So you said even the salvation story or the salvation journey starts with the period of being honest that I am a sinner and I need the help of Jesus. I am a criminal and I need the help of Jesus. I am a sinner and I need the grace and the mercies of God. Just as our salvation journey begins with that, the turning point into living out the full potential to which God has called us 
also starts with the period of being honest with yourself. So in a season of being left alone, you must evaluate these general things you should do either at the end of the year or the beginning of the year, whichever time. But whichever time you want to do it, within at least a year, you must have this period of wrestling with yourself and with God. And the requirement that God needs is for you to be honest. It's for you to be honest. And hopefully next week, we will look at some things or how to have a personal retreat. Things that go on in the season of being left alone. But you just want to I'll just give you one for tonight and hopefully in the year 2022. <laughs> as God qualifies us, we will look at the details. But obviously, the first question that we should wrestle with ourselves and answer honestly is our relation with God. Because in the beginning, God, you see, I have found that it has become, I don't know whether I have, it's, it's something new, or I think I've now realized it, that the excuse many of us use is that, hey, you don't know my relationship with God, so you cannot say this. <laughs> that phrase, you don't know my relationship. I remember, uh, I think there was a meeting or a discussion, and a friend was like, she doesn't understand why in our church, we record the tithes of people. That uh, tithe is personal. You don't know the relationship um, I have with God. So why are you recording my tithe? Uh, it's a personal thing. Why are you recording? And you see, the, I, I'm not arguing, but you see, most people that make such statements, the ideal thing is that genuinely they are faithful tithes and they give or they, they give what they are supposed to do. But most often than not, these people do not give tithes. But you see, we are able to put up a religious font that we are doing the right thing when in reality, we are not doing the right thing. That's because we are lying to ourselves. Everybody generally, every Christian will claim to have a good relationship with God. And in most of the cases, that is not the reality. But immediately you raise that question, say, hey, you don't know the relationship I have. Which relationship do you have with God? Which one? Which special relationship? For example, Nobody here can tell me that you are in a beautiful relationship with a human being with bad communication. Nobody can tell me that there's either he or she is in a perfect relationship with somebody and the communication between the person is not effective. Because without a shadow of that, everybody knows that a key component in effective relationship or in a good relationship is effective communication. Here is the case that for a whole year, you have not prayed or you have not spoken to you and God, like you don't have personal prayer time. If you should add all your personal prayer time in the year 2021, it's no more than 10 hours. That is just you praying to God, not in a prayer meeting, not with somebody. You, the whole year, is not even 10 hours. Yet still you can confidently say, that you are having a good relationship with God. You see, that is why in this period of left alone, it's a period where you must be honest with yourself. Other than that, the man who is coming to wrestle with you, he cannot change your name. So I'm just giving you snippets. And next week, God willing, in the year 2022, you look at how we should judge ourselves according to the scripture that Paul told us, 1 Corinthians 11 verse 31. And I just want to give you the eyes that is your relationship with God. 
So even as you are preparing to go for 31st life, or even as you are returned from 31st service, ask yourself, what is your relationship with God? An honest answer. Describe your relationship with God. And the second question I want to leave you for tonight, and next week we'll peruse more into detail, is that when you stand before God, what will you tell God about how you are using or you used the gift of life he gave you? And for tonight, we won't pray, but we want to leave you with a song. And I hope that honestly, you will wrestle with yourself tonight or whichever time of the day you are listening to this podcast. You will wrestle with yourself, even after you ask and answer the questions in this song. One day I'll stand before your throne To account for the things I did One day I will stand before that throne To account for the things I did I was made for you To show forth your praise Let the world know about your never-ending grace Longing to see your face Then I'll take my place I'm waiting for the day La 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 A host of heaven Patriarchs and millions Of saints who made it A feast in heaven Standing ovation and applause For those who did so much for the Lord Will my name be called? Did I end my course? Or I allow distractions Come along my way What will Jesus say? So I have to run this race, waiting for the day. So one thing I do, forgetting those things that are behind. Pressing toward the mark, did I do the things you asked me to? Did I go where you asked me to go? Did I do the things you asked me to? Did I go where you asked me to go? La 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 I kill myself not to have attained my best just to proclaim your name I forget my past successes I forget what's past and gone I press toward the mark I can do much more for you I forget my past successes I forget what's past is gone I press toward the mark I can do much more for you I forget my past successes I forget what's past is gone I do much more for you I can do much more for you I forget my past successes I forget what's past is gone I can do much more
more for you I can do, I can do Forgetting those things that are behind Pressing toward the mark Did I do the things you asked me to? Did I go where you asked me to go? Did I do the things you asked me to? Did I go where you asked me to go? Did I do the things you asked me to? Did I go where you asked me to go? Did I do the things you asked me to? Did I go where you asked me to go? Did I do the things you asked me to? Did I go where you asked me to go? Did I do the things you asked me to? Did I go where you asked me to go? La, 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 la. I ask myself every morning. La, 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 la. So one thing I do, forgetting those things that are behind, pressing toward the mark. I wish you all the best, and we thank God that He has granted us the opportunity to end the year 2021. And I know that those of us who listen to the unusual and the usual, we got our something huge. I was telling the friend, I think last week or this week, that in my last year when I was left alone, the things I noted, 99.9% of them has been achieved in the year 2021. And from the interesting thing that most of the things, when I was even achieving them, I did not realize. It was when I was going through my journal and I realized that, ah, this thing I wrote, it is this, this thing I wrote, it is this, this thing I wrote, it is this. God has come through for me. And I know that even as you expected and you were eager, like a single woman or a single man searching for a beloved, God met you at your point of view. And I know that in the year 2022, we are enjoying the generosity of the Father. Remember to give God your best and to make sure that the only thing you owe anybody in the year 2022 will be love. See you next year and have a wonderful time. Bye-bye.